Welcome to the Something to Consider podcast. Our mission is to take a closer look at basic biblical principles and find a way to practically live them out in our everyday lives. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this episode. I was in California on vacation a few years ago, and I had a radical encounter with God, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit and experiencing things I had never experienced before dreams and visions and words of knowledge the gifts that are laid out in first corinthians 12 7 through 11 were in full effect and it was around this time that god spoke very clearly and specifically about my future about my destiny now despite being filled with the spirit just a couple days before my first instinct wasn't supernatural faith my first inclination wasn't to praise god for such an incredible word no my first reaction was actually doubt You see, at the time that God spoke that to me, not only was it highly improbable, but it seemed impossible. So many things would have to change, and I would have to become a different person, a more mature and disciplined person to step into such a calling. Not only that, but maybe I made it up. Did I really hear from God? Up to this point, I had always heard that doubt is a sign of spiritual immaturity. And I wish I could say that the weeks, the months, the years following were full of excitement and anticipation for what God was going to do, but that was not the case. Instead of faith, I was full of doubt. In John 20, 24 through 29, we see that Thomas is doubting the resurrection. Days before, the disciples had come to him and said, Hey, you'll never believe this, but we saw Jesus. Well, they were right. He didn't believe it. In fact, he gave stipulations for his belief. He said, unless I see the nail marks on his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. You see, Thomas wanted proof. Just like myself, when God spoke to me about my future, I wanted an immediate sign that he really said what I thought he said. But that sign didn't come immediately. In fact, for Thomas, it would be another week before any resolution came. And I'm sure you can relate to this. You so badly want a sign, proof that God will do what his word says, or maybe what he spoke to you specifically. And inevitably, doubt steps in where faith should be standing. But here's the thing. What if doubt isn't a sign of spiritual immaturity, but it's actually a sign of being alive? Just being a human, being what God created us to be involves doubting from time to time. You see, in Thomas's case, seven days later, the disciples were all gathered in a house, Thomas included. The scripture says that the doors were locked. And then out of nowhere, Jesus just appears and he says, peace be with you. His entrance is almost comical. And then he, he looks over at Thomas and he's like, hey, c- come here, touch my hands. Put your fingers in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And it's important not to get this confused with a generic Christian answer, which is, well, just don't doubt, have faith. That's not what Jesus was saying. What he is saying is, in this case, for this thing that you've doubted, my resurrection, don't doubt it anymore. You have no need because I've shown myself to you. And that's just what God does. He accepts our doubts. He works with our doubts. He wants you to be transparent with the doubts that you have about him. And he will speak to those doubts. Jesus didn't just kick the door down and shame Thomas for his unbelief. He didn't talk to everyone except Thomas to prove a point. The opposite is true. He comes in with a blessing. Peace be with you. Almost to say, I am so glad to see you guys. Then he turns his full attention to Thomas and grants him exactly what he wished for. Could it be that Jesus actually welcomed his doubt instead of punishing him for it? 
And that's often opposite of what we see in the church. Maybe you yourself, you've had doubts and you've brought those doubts before somebody and they've told you, well, you just shouldn't doubt, just have faith. Well, that's not always how it works. And there's several times in scripture, this being one of them, where we see that God actually talks to the doubt, almost to say, I understand that you're doubting here. Let me help you. Thomas actually represents the majority of believers. We love God. We believe in him. But sometimes life is hard and doubt will creep in. But remember the ongoing nature of the journey that we're all on. It takes one day longer than a lifetime to eliminate all doubt. When you meet Jesus face to face, you'll never have a doubt again. But in the meantime, you are on a journey. And along that journey, there are ups and downs. There are victories and defeats, triumphs and tragedies. And you have to learn to be okay with your brokenness. Instead of trying to avoid reality, be transparent with God. Let him know how you're feeling. Listen, information about God is a poor substitute for intimacy with God. You are going to have doubts. Now, you can get stronger, healthier, more mature, but you'll still wrestle with your humanity. But maybe God isn't intimidated by your doubts. What if instead of shaming you for them, he welcomes them? It's something to consider.